You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's pay-per-view after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's pay-per-view after show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to UFC AfterBuzz. We are fresh, I mean fresh off the heels of what an extraordinary pay-per-view, UFC 172. But first, my name is Chris Claus, sitting next to Raven, Travis Berry, Daria, the beautiful MMA star in her own right, Daria Berenato, welcome, and our analyst, our expert, Aficionado. Yeah, Mr. J. Tan. Welcome, guys. Hey, Santa. And uh, what an event. First off, it was the first time the UFC has ever been in Baltimore, Maryland, at the Baltimore Arena in a sold-out capacity crowd of 13,485 fans, sold out for weeks. What an event this was. Let's go right into it. J. Tan, I'm going to pitch it over to you. Jones Teixeira, the main event. Yep. Light heavyweight title fight, John Jones defending, uh, I think, what, for the 14th time, I believe it was? No, that's not right. Seventh I'm sorry. Consecutive. Seventh consecutive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, I, and by the way I forgot to mention, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a very, very special guest, but we can't get to him right now. We're going to get to him in just a few moments. Mm-hmm. But first, like I said, that's the main treat. event. Yep. Yeah, John Jones, Glover Teixeira. This was a match that a lot of people um, really, uh, you know, it was, it was hyped up. A lot of people were very excited about it. Glover was the one guy that a lot of people thought was really going to um, you could stop Jones' reign. Um, he was the guy with the heavy hands to come in and do it, and it didn't happen. John Jones looked, uh, I think, as sharp as ever, and uh, went through went through Teixeira. Won unanimous decision, fifty to forty five which means that he won all five rounds very decisively. You know, there wasn't really a question at all. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're back to the drawing board for, for uh, challengers for Mr. Jones, although there is one announced here. Alexander Gustafson will get his rematch. Oh, yeah. And uh, Glover Teixeira, well, he goes back to the drawing board, I suppose, and, you know, starts to, starts to build himself, himself up the ladder again. But it was a great show overall, a lot of... Uh, really exciting finishes, you know, for casual fans that are, you know, curious and, and enjoy submissions. This is a great show to watch. Did you um, did you expect this this match to go to the, to go the distance? Jones and Teixeira? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and I don't think a lot of people did. Jones yeah. really has uh, finishes a lot of his guys, most of his guys, um, uh, really high kill rate as uh, mm. somebody. Soon to be introduced, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just I'm very hint. excited about this one. Our, Look, our, you guys our, are going to have fun this hour. Yeah, we Trust noticed me. that. You've been excited all week. For I've been yeah. talking it We've up. We've all been excited. This is going to be a big thing. Um, but by the same token, um, Glover, you know, heavy hands. I think a lot of people were expecting Glover to land on Jones and, uh, and dethrone the king. So, yeah, I didn't see it going, going the whole distance. A little bit surprised. You know, there were a few surprises in terms of uh, mm. performance. Overall, of guys, you know, underdogs, uh, 
shouldn't say one underdog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean there were a few uh, surprising performances, you know, well, good the, and bad. And by, almost, by the fight yeah. going the distance, you know, as mm-hmm. as we all noted, and even John Jones did in in his post fight, was he became a uh, creative in his fight. He didn't go by the plan. He. Uh, he was having fun out there, mixing it up. Things it, and yeah, mixing things it honestly up. felt like he was like, okay, this is an easy win. Let me do some practice here. Yeah, was, and he threw in everything. Even in like the second or third round, they were like, oh, there goes John Jones with a shoulder jab. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shoulder jab? What the hell's a shoulder? But anyway, he it was, was almost tribute fun. to Ray Lewis, so just you know, yeah. in, in the audience. Yeah, I don't think like Jones went in there. I, I'd be hesitant to say that he went in there thinking it was an easy match. No, but absolutely not. Certainly, probably by the second half of the second round. Going into the third round, he realized, and I think he was just doing some moves to yeah. you know add to his highlight reel that he'll have coming out yeah. soon. Be, mm-hmm. You know, updated in 2014. What an entrance as well. It's yep. a credit oh, to him. He came out with more charisma than I see a lot of guys come out with. What was a tribute to Ray Lewis? Another tribute. That's something worth noting because a lot of people, I don't know if we touched on this specifically last time, but after the Gustafson match, we we spoke last week about, uh, you know, predictions and coming up on the, for this show. Mm -hmm. And there was some talk, whether it's in the rumor mill or if we addressed it specifically here, uh, kind of questioning Jones, um, his mental state after the Gustafson fight. Now Mm -hmm. I personally didn't believe it. I mean, I think that when you, when you go, you're in a, in a what's the word? Um, you go the distance. You have a you know a brawl, pier six brawl like he had with Gustafson, and it's right. really close. Jones is the kind of guy that I think really is it naturally is going to thrive off of that and go. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is how deep how I swim in the deep end, you know. And after after quite a bit of layoff, you know, Teixeira, he's a guy that you've really got to be amped and focused when you go in to fight him. And I think we saw that him yeah. coming out being just you know. All on the money and you know all you know psyched up and on fire. He was very like relaxed. I am for this guest. I'm telling you, <laughs> he was he was very relaxed. You know, from it's hard point, to hold myself within from the, here. From the point he came out, you know, to the octagon, he was very relaxed and you know, which is you know, uh, interesting. Fighting in front of his family, you know, celebrity guest that I'm sure he invited to the show, a mm-hmm. title match. You know, Baltimore first time. You know, he got into his groove. Right. Yeah, he, he found John it Jones quick. got his groove back. He found right, it quickly. I don't know if he was just angry from his Twitter argument the week before, or you know what else is going on. But he was very comfortable, and mm-hmm. this is John Jones. It, yeah, it seemed like the John Jones that we're used to, not the one that uh, some people were. You know, skepticing, saying, that, oh my gosh, made up a word. Spectating. <laughs> You're from Jersey. It's live TV, folks. <laughs> speculating. Speculating. <laughs> she, she's from Jersey, so every word's made up. Uh, speculating that we might have seen, like our guest last week, uh, Kenny Florian, was saying mm-hmm. that maybe John Jones would come out with some, you know, butterflies, but I didn't see that at all. Yeah. No. He came out more confident than ever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of making up words, you can make up some words on our hashtag at Twitter. <laughs> Follow AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV and also get the AfterBuzz app on your mobile device. Go into the section to get the apps and search AfterBuzz and download it for free. You can watch or listen to the shows on your mobile device, guys. There you have it. Apps, mm-hmm. apps, apps, apps. What apps, else was apps, on the uh, show last night? Okay, so the entire main card, in my opinion, was uh, very impressive. We had Max Holloway versus Andre Feely at 145. Uh, ended in a Third round uh, submission, uh, ninja choke guillotine. There was. It's. I, I heard. Uh, I think Joe Rogan talking about ninja choke. Ninja yeah, choke, it's a kind of yeah. something of a. Uh, I don't roll jits as much nearly as I should, but you know, uh, a choke with the forearm against the against the throat. Again, go back and watch it. 
get the replay of the pay-per-view. It's it's a lot of fun. Great submissions. Right. That was round three, at, uh, three minutes and 34 seconds. And then we had uh, Jim Miller and uh, Yancey Medeiros. Medeiros. Yep. At 155. That ended in uh, round one submission. Mm. It was a guillotine. guillotine. Uh, mm. Three minutes and 18 seconds. That was an impressive fight. I liked that. Then we had uh, Luke Rockhold and Tim Boach at 185. And that was cool. You liked that match, didn't you? I did. You liked that match. I really Go did. Go ahead. Talk, pitch, okay. go, pitch your reaction there. That no, was funny. No, they walked out into, into, the, into the cage and I said... Well, Luke Rockhold looks like a you know guy I would bring home to my dad and oh, Tim Bush. Oh, does Dad hear that at home? Looked like my dad. So it was, oh, it, Dad's it, watching. So now. that so fight was going to happen. That's going to happen in Jersey think, as well at think, some point. Yeah, I think Mom's going to call in right now. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it looks like. He, it was just a great fight. Like I said, Luke uh, Rockhold didn't hurt that pretty face at all. No, he walked out of that cage. He was all business for that, mark, that yeah. submission. And all right of those guys were. I mean, just fast action. Yeah, and absolutely. Some fantastic KOs as well for you striking fans. You know, the undercard, uh, we had a flying knee finish. And um, until there was another KO that just, uh, yeah, that's the one some I'm Some good knockouts, of. some good submissions yeah. you were yeah. saying there. And, there was and then one. The, the last, the co-main event was uh, Phil Davis and oh. Anthony Johnson. That came to unanimous decision. Uh, Donald Sterling's favorite oh, fight. God. Donald You're Sterling's so favorite fight. Uh, he he uh, who he wrote in. He wrote into the show. He Twitter tweeted us right. I think he tweeted you though. Well, that's that's what I didn't want to. You know, I was kind of concerned about that because he's not going to put Raven on Instagram. No, he didn't. Well, he found out you were on the show and he turned it off. Um, but but what a match! No, no, that was, that was what a, a match. Phil Davis and, and yeah. Um, and that was an upset. We saw an upset in that yeah, match. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, we're so used to Phil Davis being the guy with the knockout power, the guy that comes in and mm-hmm. knocks you out, and it was not Look the case winded. at all. Huh? He look, we were talking early about on. it. Early on, he looked I too mean, winded for for a D1 you know, athlete. NCAA wrestler, yeah. yeah. It was just, he. it didn't look right. I thought maybe a rib injury. I don't know, maybe we'll the find out fight, later. The whole fight, he looked like he was just getting picked apart. Yeah, it you know. wasn't a good That was fight a highlight real fight, And too. more importantly, I think that's the story here, is that Anthony Rumble Johnson comes back to the UFC after uh, a couple of matches up. Right. This guy, for, for those that don't know, you're talking, I believe, 6'2". Big, big dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, muscle. Mm-hmm. He's, he's strong and he's big. And um, he used to fight at 170. That's pretty far down the right. Yeah. Welterweight, 170 pounds compared with where he's at now, which is 205 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and he used to walk around when he was in, fighting at 170. He used to walk around about 200 or even, I think, a little bit more possibly. And he would cut those 30-plus pounds down to make 170. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, he replenished, and he was a beast in, uh, in, in his first several matches mm-hmm. um, in the UFC. Then there were problems with making weight afterwards. His body just, I think, at a certain point said, no, we're not doing this anymore. And he said, yeah, we're doing this. And his body said, no, we're not doing this. Amazing. The body won out. So um, eventually, you know, he he was let go by the UFC and I think kind of caught up with himself. It was a good time for him to redefine himself Mm -hmm. and, you know, accepted fighting at heavier weights, uh, including, I believe, I don't know if he had a match at 85, but Mm -hmm. light heavyweight, match or two at heavyweight, and then... Was it a return to the UFC at light heavyweight? No. It was, a, it was definitely a is where return. he should be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I he love him fantastic. at this weight class. And he I'm so almost sharp. sure that mm-hmm. after his win last night, he went to iTunes to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is what Big you should segue. do as well, oh, folks. That's right. Yeah. That's just you know what. Yeah. You Here's just... the thing. Yep. Okay. Live oh, internet, folks. Here we go. You. Look. Go to iTunes Store. Look us up. Type in UFC After Buzz. Rate us. Give us some good comments. That's how we. Uh, the more stars we get, the more ratings. 
the more stars we bring in. So please support us there on iTunes. And thank you also, fans, for uh, making us rank so high on the AfterBuzz Network. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we are thanking you and flattered. Uh, but right now, as we wrap up talking, uh, recapping mm-hmm. UFC uh, 172, an extraordinary event last night from the Baltimore Arena, home of the Baltimore Ravens. There's only one. Oh, <laughs> tie it all together. Bring it back to big. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna right now introduce our very special in studio guest. That's Let right. that camera roll to the man in the couch. I'm talking about the one. Another. Before we do that, though, we have a special gift for him. Sure. <laughs> because the picture just wasn't right without the stogie here. <laughs> He's. <laughs> there you go. That's from us to you. Can I burn this here? Uh, I I don't know if we can burn down the studio. They just uh, built one on Chasing Maria last week no, no, or two no, weeks no, ago. It, <laughs> it may be, Haas. Well, but, well, uh, you can't light it up here, but maybe me and you can light it up after. That's oh. for you. Oh. Wow. wow. How come we've never gotten that okay. kind of deal? How come Live we internet. Never... Lady, there'd yes, be nothing left but ashes when I got through with you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, for those who didn't know, we, we gave uh, our guests. The, uh, cigar. We gave our guests a cigar, that's right. <laughs> because that's it goes it. with the character, and if that's one thing that uh, old Don the Predator enjoys, right? That's it. That's baby. right. It's so a so I want to. With a d- dark Madero. So right now it's time <laughs> to introduce the one and only Don Fry, Arizona born and bred, former NCAA D1 wrestler from Arizona State University, UFC tournament winner in UFC 8. UFC 10 and the Ultimate Ultimate back in December of 1996. Did a little boxing and was with Pride in Japan for a while. And also, uh, kind of up on my alley, well, I, I announced I'd never wrestled, but wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling from the year 1997 to 2001. Working with legends such as the great Muda, Scott Norton, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Was trained by Brad Riggins. And the late great Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. I want to introduce once again Don Fry. Welcome, an honor to have you here, sir. Honor. Nice to be here. Yeah. I didn't win. I didn't win UFC 10 though. Okay. Coleman, well. Coleman almost sent me to the graveyard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Welcome to the show, and uh, great having you here. Um, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, wait, let me let me get that. Yeah. yeah. All you people out there, relax. The stash grew back, and I had to shave it off two days ago. Um, and that's how this guy does it. Two days ago, that whole thing, the caterpillar comes off, and then you two days You have my mustache, sir? No. I'm imp- I wish I could do that. I haven't been able to do that in never mind how many years it's been. <laughs> in spirit of Don Fry, did you grow a little stubble yourself? No, this was in spirit of laziness. <laughs> Are you growing a mustache? That's all that I ever do. Is, I yeah. forgot he was a trained It's by only a little mustache. That's was, all it'll ever be. He was trained by a... Kurt, I heard that. Kurt Hanning. Your wife so, complains yeah, about that. I'm talking about the hair on my face. <laughs> you, know, you know, speaking of pride, I, I don't know if yours is uh, doing too well right yeah. now. <laughs> I, but, I'm uh, done with mine for now, but, for but sure. But before you ask, uh, I wanted to ask you, how was it training with the late Kurt Henning? It was great. Kurt, yeah. Kurt was a blast, I'll tell you. I, you know, you enjoy it. Thanks, darling. There's that cup of coffee finally. Cup of coffee. While he's drinking his coffee, Jay, why don't you tell us about Pride for those? Good. I'm going to do that after. For those who don't know about that, Pride Fighting Championships. um, Between '95, I believe, to or no, I'm sorry, '97 to 2007 in Japan, uh, mixed martial arts really enjoyed its heyday, and the the UFC of Japan was Pride Fighting Championships. Um, 
it was done in a ring, and it was the leading MMA promotion. Combat sports was especially hot then. Uh, pro wrestling had its heyday. Shoot and wrestling was in there too. There right? was shoot wrestling. Yeah, a lot of a lot of MMA. People don't realize uh, a lot of the roots of MMA come from that uh, 1990s decade uh, in Japan. Yeah, there's a lot of experimentation with it. Uh, Anto- Antonio Inoki, mm-hmm. who's a big promoter and wrestler right. legend, there he pushed the boundaries of what you could do and brought he, fighters. Masa Funaki. Absolutely, yeah. Funaki guys and, that crossed uh, and over in, in the, respected in the wrestling and the MMA. Yeah, there was a lot Inoki of crossover. Was, yeah. Yep, uh, crossover and experimentation and guys. Uh, you know, some of the top guys that are legends now that we consider legends cut their cut their teeth and, and made their uh, made their careers in Pride. Uh, and Don was one of them. Don to me is what I consider you know one of the quintessential. I'm big in Japan. Kind of characters, and the fans loved him. Yeah, absolutely, I'm six three, you know, everybody over there is under five foot, right? <laughs> but you know, a star in the early Pride era, I think in the the teens, more or less, right? Pride fifteen through twenty six. Well, you were there up until the end. We were at uh, Pride thirty four together. Uh, yeah, I killed um, that. I killed that promotion, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't you. But we're not going to talk about what it was. But, uh, look, guys, go look up uh, matches. Uh, Don Fry, you know, just a scour for him. Uh, YouTube, pardon me. Him and Yoshihiro Takeyama in Pride 26, I want to say. About 2002, if I remember oh, I correctly. I was 23. I could be wrong. You might be right. But one of the all-time great, mm-hmm. fun, slobber-knocker slugfests. And uh, it was one of those matches where both guys came out larger-than-life stars with the audiences before going in. Uh, after that, you continue to fight. Uh, this guy, I, I don't even know how to encapsulate the one, the one other match that comes to mind. I mean, you versus Gilbert Ivel. This was September 24th, 2001. This was, a, uh, this was a cultural thing for us Americans. Two weeks after 9-11 happened. Um, were you booked for that match already, or... Was that uh, that was something that uh, they got put together at last minute? No, as I was does. booked for it. What happened it. was uh, New Japan. I, I'm hoping they had a paper malfunction and they forgot mm. to you know re-sign me to a contract. So mm. you know when they got around, they didn't have a contract was coming up. So I yeah. called Pride, mm-hmm. which is pretty much taboo over in Japan. You know, mm, you don't yeah. call somebody else. So I didn't know that until afterwards. And, yeah, I burnt that bridge. <laughs> and uh, so I called them up. and So I jumped ship. And, uh, you know, I was I was training over here. And uh, Brian Johnston, God bless him, he had a stroke. Hmm. So when he was hmm. over there on tour. So New yeah. Japan called me up to finish the tour for him. So, hmm. you know, I, I said, okay, but I got to have a training partner. So they paid for my training partner and I to go over there, mm-hmm. and we finished the tour for three weeks, I think, four weeks, and we trained every day and then wrestled, and um, then my last match was against Scott Norton, and I oh. I did a stupid fall, you know, Scott gave the big old yeah. massive clothesline, and I, I did some yeah. stupid twist, and, and I pulled my adductor, hmm. and, oh, yeah, and uh, like a week before the fight. And so, you know, we had to ice it up, and I had laid around for for a week. Well, maybe it was 10 days. And I went laid around for a week and then went in there to to uh, train, you know, and boom, I really pulled it really hard, mm. really pulled it hard. Oh. And so laid me up for the next three days. 
so we go in there to the fight and god bless the japanese you know mm. show must go on they, we taped it up <laughs> real tight and they shot it full of novocaine wow and uh we taped both thighs up and i limped out there and so and that right, was for right away, right away. Gilbert come in. I shot down. And boom! Yeah. It blew. It blew. Wow! Man. My back was blue from the middle of my ass all the way down to my ankle. Yeah, man. I, God bless Gilbert because he come to fight. All he had to do is stick and move. I because I couldn't move. Yeah, you know, I couldn't walk. And man, he he could pick me apart, but he come to fight. So. Yeah, it was a big cultural moment. I remember for I think uh, combat combat sports fans, MMA and wrestling fans, to see. Don come out there, you know, two weeks after what happened, and in, you know, in, in the match with Norton. Uh, well, two weeks after. Norton, but I, I speak of uh, Gilbert Ivell okay. that match. Yeah. You know, um, I remember that you know being uh, kind of headlines at that moment. You coming out, and I think the Japanese were were really uh, you know sympathetic to Americans in general right, and appreciated yeah. Yeah. seeing Don yeah. come out there. You know, An amazing the, the T-shirt moment. said yeah. these. Was a terrorist terrorists suck, terrorists suck and, and you know, the American flag on yes, the pole. right. Yeah, yeah. In, How, in, in that world, it was one of the moments that you know, the first salvo of Americans really to you know, pick up, you know, get up off the ground and you know, and, and move on. You know, one, one of the done. first one of the first events uh, I think in sports, and and it was uh, such a monumental event that you did that in a foreign country, and mm-hmm. and they and it was such an ovation after that. How was that? I mean, looking back on that time, and then you were there in Japan. Uh, the look on your face, I just watched it recently. And, uh, again, in a foreign country, it kind of puts chills up and down, you know. Well, you know, told Bin Laden, shove that jihad up his rear end. And the fans in the fans of Japan were, were 100% behind you that day, well, too. They were game, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. We all booked. I'll tell you that a couple of days later when I flew out of there, there myself and Josh Barnett and... Uh, one other fellow on the airplane, you know, <laughs> the the crew outnumbered us, you know. <laughs> it was, yeah, nobody was flying then. Well, yeah, everybody right. was scared. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Wow. So since then, though, Don has uh, gone on to doing a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of acting. I mean, known uh, known for a couple of cameos or roles in Michael Mann films. And, uh, you know, my favorite, I, I just got to mark out on this one, Godzilla Final Wars, best Godzilla <laughs> film ever no, wait, wait, no, no. Released. That was that was he was six foot three in Japan. He wasn't wearing a Godzilla. <laughs> He's not green either. No, I mean, okay. that's, <laughs> that's not the Godzilla. Okay, but he took. Yeah, might as well have taken on Godzilla. I um, tried. Had a sword. Uh, <laughs> that was game. He was the colonel. Mm-hmm. It's captain lady. Again. I, don't captain. give me a promotion. Don't don't promote me. <laughs> right now, I want to I want to introduce a segment called not Don's thoughts, not nonsense. But rather Don sense. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna pick your brain, uh, Mr. Fry, and uh, just want your thoughts. And uh, I gotta start it off with Jay here. If it maybe get, give you a shout Man. and then you give us a thought back. We're we're cutting straight to the chase here. Well, That's we'll right. talk about your career in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> the first thing that I was gonna ask here of our list here is today you're you're following up on the product. You watch UFC. Who is it? Uh, who is it that you would want to fight? If you were still in your heyday, who do you think would give you a good run for your money? Hell, no, no, nothing would give me a run for my money. <laughs> Shit. It would be an easy walk to the bank, baby. All right. <laughs> who would be the easiest walk then? Oh, it would have to be that, that dummy um, who's their heavyweight champ. 
I forget who it is. He's still Cain Velasquez. Yeah. He's good for one fight a year, you know? I mean, geez. Uh, <laughs> kind of like The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he does one fight. Cain Velasquez, I love it. He does one fight and then he, you know, then he goes back to the farm for, and takes a nap for, you know, eleven months. What a yeah. great, what a great deal he's got. <laughs> he's like oh a fairy, goes hibernate. Well, yeah, he's only good for a fight a year. Come on, then. Well, I pulled a muscle. <laughs> you know what? The only time I was healthy was in '96. You know, and that was um, till uh, that was eight and nine, then ten. I, I was a little bit down underneath the weather, and that belt killed me when Mark Coleman got a hold of me, and then. Uh, after that, I was never healthy. You know, the best I was was fifty percent. Hmm. You know, in all my fights after that, I was down to there at the end. I mean, I was struggling just to walk to the ring. You know, yeah, yeah. And that's how weak weak I was for an excuse. But I'll tell you, you, yeah. no, you don't you don't get a choice. You're if you're a fighter, you get out there and you fight. Hmm. Right. You don't lay up and say I'm hurt. I'm very curious to hear your your thoughts on that, and we can continue on with our game here. But uh, I know that you've got some thoughts on the the old school generation versus yeah. the new school and how it's developed, gone forwards or gone backwards. They're amazing athletes, amazing athletes. You know, um, like we were talking about earlier, they're just dumb. You, know? <laughs> you got to pay taxes. You understand? Save fifty percent of your money and pay taxes. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let me ask you this. Um, well, I don't know if it's on that note, but who is your <laughs> favorite person to drink with throughout the years? Throughout Don Fry. Don, Don Fry. Fry. <laughs> Second favorite. I'm real particular with who I drink. Well, that's why we asked you that question. For that matter, what would a Don Fry drink be? So if there was going to be a drink named, named after you, what are you making it? Oh, yeah. After you. Get that headphone fixed there. Yeah, I'm going to have to ditch that, aren't I? Aww. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no cowboy hat today for Don. We're readjusting. Pardon not, for uh, technical difficulties here, folks. Excuse me, just not working for me. <laughs> uh, I like a good tequila. You know, yeah? yeah? Tequila is made for sipping. Yeah. <laughs> Not how I do it. It just goes straight to the say, gullet. I just, yeah, I just go yeah, with the get, shots. You know, a couple of you know, chunk of ice and pour some tequila in there mm. and just sip it. I didn't realize sip you were allowed to sip it. If, I thought... you're, if you're tough, you gargle it. <laughs> That's the Kurt Henning. That's the Kurt Henning. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Learn that. Learn that from the master. I know that. From the master. Wow, they, they used to, all the Hennings gargle Jack. Yep. Oh. I got to say, he, he's tough. He gargled Jack. Yep. He's a man. That's where Listerine got the idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's God. where they, they stole it from. I know I'm going to go home and practice that in the bathroom. Just me in the mirror. Practice, practice what in the bathroom, boy? <laughs> gargling. Oh, oh, yeah. What kind of gargling? Yeah. I, I shouldn't. Uh, Whiskey. It's okay, Jack. You live in, in West Hollywood, right? <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? Pride earlier. Pride yeah. earlier? Right yeah, now, my pride yeah. is pride. south of yeah. West Hollywood for oh, sure. South Hollywood, okay. All right. Why didn't I have Raven? A lot book of innuendo. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the serious business. <laughs> let's get back to more nonsense. More nonsense. <laughs> I thought that was nonsense. Oh, that is some nonsense. Um, so I want to ask you: 1996 UFC and 2014 UFC. Hmm. I know Jay touched on it, but I want to know what are the the real differences that you see? Well, they're accepted. They're accepted, and uh, they're cheered, and they're loved, and okay. you know by. All the advertisers, hell, we were scrambling. We were mm-hmm. running in, setting up, and, you know, trying to get it going on TV before they shut us down. <laughs> so the organization level? 
Oh, no. Of the no, goddamn politicians. Well, that's what brought it down, yeah. Right. Crooked politicians. The, uh, you know. A lot of politicians. John McCain, in fact, uh, was one in, during that, that yeah. era. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Republican. No, he was Isn't just shooting his cigar off. He's a rhino. He's a rhino. <laughs> he's a rhino. But uh, politician, yeah, during that... That time when the UFC was, uh, you know, was being marketed more as a, as a blood sport, it was a very different product yeah, than yeah, now. Right. And uh, the idea was, this is to the death, and you know, you don't well, know what you're going to see. Well, the rumor was, okay, yeah, we're around the campfire, was uh, that, you know, it was killing boxing, mm-hmm. and yeah. John McCain was a paid advisor to Don King. Oh, was that it? Yes. Okay. okay. On boxing. He wasn't connected with the state athletic commission or anything? No. Okay. But what does he know about boxing? You, know, like mm. you get those stubby little arms, you know. He can't, <laughs> he can't even scratch his ear, you know. He, he's so unathletic, he can't even tie his shoe, you know. Uh, he's pathetic. So, so it became a, uh, a target for... A lot of politicians, Political I'll say, nonsense. yeah. Right. Whether that was certainly, I'm sure that was uh, supported by boxing in general, if not right. monetarily. Oh, this, and, well, this destroyed yeah. boxing. I mean, because yeah. uh, a lot of your boxers, you know, you did limited champions. That, I mean, Mike Tyson, God bless him, he's always great to watch. And Evander Holyfield was super, you know, yeah. just fantastic. <laughs> and after those guys, you know, you, you had. One guy here, one guy there. Just uh, you know, you had all these fifteen weight classes, and you had two stars. Yeah, you know, and um, it was a it, the transition was this new generation. Uh, you know, they're in their Xbox games or what have you, but it's immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. And boxing didn't deliver immediate gratification. Right. Hmm. MMA or no holds barred does. So in what way? Because the matches so are turning many, around so, so fast. Yeah, there's so many okay. ways to destroy your opponent. Mm, I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. It's more complex than just well, left, right, left, you right. Lot, yeah, you got a lot yeah. more finish holds. Right, you right. Know? I can kick you. I can I can elbow you, you know. Yeah, I you can could. throw you down. I can choke you, armbar you, you know, punch <laughs> you out. This seems yeah. very direct. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> he's looking at me like it's a promise. Like he's talking about, so what are we doing for dinner tonight? Well, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to kick you. <laughs> so with that era of, you know, boxing declining, always at the top was pro Pro wrestling, which was the WWE. Right. So, UFC and WWE are neck and neck right now, mm-hmm. in in a lot of different aspects when it comes to business. What do you think about the WWE product today? You know, or in general, since you've been around some uh, New Japan and some of the WWE stars of today were in J- New Japan when you were there. Well, you know, Vince McMahon's a genius. You know, I mean, he's been doing this for. 40, 50, 60 years now, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, he's not slowing down. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a workhorse, and he's smart. He knows how to, how to uh, change, the, uh, change the game and keep, keep the fans interested. You know, I mean, the guy's just walking money. He's Midas. You know? yeah. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, let me get your opinion on Dana White. <laughs> uh, now I'm getting that look. I, I think yeah. he was pleading Good. the fifth with the cigar. Right. I'm glad you got that I, look. I, I, I want to talk to you about pride later. We, 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 we got a lot in common here. Now. I think it was opposite of his thoughts of Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's, uh, it looks like, yeah. He's still not I guess we'll, on maybe we'll White. move on. I'm... Yeah, that's probably the safest <laughs> I, thing to do. Yeah. I, I think we may have Dana in studio or at least on the phone some point soon. Maybe. Huh? Oh, we'll ask. We'll ask yeah. what he thinks about Don Fry. Maybe we can get a Don Whoa. in studio. Maybe we'll actually get an answer. I think Dana White will answer. Oh, yeah. 
I, I think mean, Joe Solo does an outstanding job as Booker. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, Joe Silva is the uh, matchmaker, main the matchmaker UFC. for the UFC. And yeah, he does a great job. And Don will not speak anything past Joe Silva. All right. <laughs> All right. Look, I fighting was was one part of Don's career. Now, as as I've said before, he's he's on to acting, and you know, I'm just very excited in general for America to get. To, uh, get to know Don Fry that much more. Plus, I like seeing him on my TV screen. So hopefully, you know more and more. I want to see some more roles. So, so having, is my wife. So is my wife. Abs- I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. So it's having all said all of this, yeah. you know, I uh, I made the joke earlier that uh, Don Fry makes Chuck Norris look like Liberace. You talk about guys like Jack Palance or uh, Robert Mitchum, uh, Chuck Norris, anybody, yeah. any of your action stars. You know, pansies compared to this guy. I uh, and. With, with no hesitation about that. I, I put you up there. So, here, here's the question, sir. Who, besides Don Fry, and granted, it's a very distant second, is the toughest Hollywood guy? Oh, man. I know that it's a distant second. I know yeah, that it just yeah, is, you know, okay. apples and cherries here. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Hell, who's left? Who's alive anymore? That's, <laughs> well, that's the Expendables. That's yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Have, have right, you seen the Expendables? He's, I saw the first one. Yeah. Your your potpourri, your pick 'em there of tough supposed tough guys there. Yeah, I, I thought um, you know Bruce Willis does a great job. Sylvester Stallone, uh, Arnold, you know, comes through. You know, let's did. face it, Kotora could smear all of them, right? I hope so. He's twenty five years younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, Bruce Willis doesn't look like he's aged a bit. You know, he looks fantastic. He just like he's shaved a bit. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, right. saves money on combs and hair products. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know you probably get this a lot, but who who do people say you look like? Oh God! Because to the wrestling, you got to o- think about this to the, one. To the wrestling audience, you know, we've heard we've got tweets of uh, Rick Steiner, um, a little bit Rick Rude, Outlaw Ron Bass, Outlaw Ron Bass, the, but uh, uh, the Blackjack Mulligan. Mulligans, but also He's someone Magnum tweeted. TA over someone here. Magnum TA, that's or right. Or rather, Magnum, Magnum TA is Don Hall. Magnum PI. Don Fry, excuse me. Magnum PI. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, yep. a lot of people say Tom Selleck. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of tweets about that. I always get the Tom Selleck thing. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, like, the dad on the Brady Bunch. Wow. Mike? Dad on the Brady Bunch. What oh. the hell's wrong with you? You're done. You're done. For <laughs> Forget that cigar. Yeah. Mind <laughs> you, she has never watched the Brady Bunch. This was before her time. I watched Peter or. Uh... Or, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Brady Bunch is like great, great, great. What the hell's wrong with you, girl? <laughs> the gro- the- Where did that come from? I, I, she, I think take, she needs one take, of those. Uh, take her microphone off. Cry Fire <laughs> Fest right here. <laughs> I think she needs one of those tequila. Uh, you know what? Sips. You, you, you need uh, who's a who's a trainer Jackson? What's what's his first name? Greg, Greg Jackson. Greg Jackson. You need Greg Jackson to tell you to breathe in and out. Right? <laughs> Don had his comments. You're not, you're not yeah. getting any oxygen to to the old brain there. In a second, <laughs> you're the last one now. It's just up to you to get picked on. Oh, now last man standing. Me and Don are long time close personal oh, friends. Oh yeah, but you're going down right it's now. Like the Royal Rumble, we, though. There's no friends on I the set. I made a point. You, know? you had to get him agitated. At we some point we have the show. Kurt Hennig okay. connection, so we'll oh, I had that Kurt Hennig connection. So, but in a second, we're going to get back to Don and his thoughts about the cornerman of last night's fights because he had a few things to say but we have a few more questions for Don about uh, Don sense I have one uh oh this should be a good you're sitting in the penalty <laughs> you're, in, you're still in the penalty box you know what I mean? oh you're gonna love this one too uh, what's your thought on 
women's MMA as far as uh, the whole Ronda Rousey not being able to be defeated thing. Uh, Misha Cupcake Tate and uh, Gina Carano coming back. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to build up here. This is going to be something. Back uh, one of my first big fights, they had uh, Bruce Buffer's brother was doing the announcing and Michael. Yeah, he come over. Well, you got a nickname? I was gonna say Cupcake, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah, it didn't sound tough enough, so I had to go with the Predator because I had an English Bulldog, you know, Wizard, and pick up the big old dog, English Bulldog jowls, and, yeah. and, and he looked just <laughs> like the Predator, so I'm named after the family dog. <laughs> but yeah, yourself, you named yeah. yourself after the family. <laughs> what are you, Indiana Jones? That's exactly what happened with Indiana Jones. Yeah. He named himself after the dog. Well, that's they got that from John Wayne. John Wayne was named ah. after the family. All right, okay. so you're in company Duke. there. Big Duke and Little Duke. You yeah. know? There you go. So what about the women in MMA? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you right back on the spot, man. It was a female We're smarter than you look, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Try to divert you like a, like a dumb cow, you know? We were <laughs> I mean, we've got tons of women from Maria's fan base uh, listening to us, and I'm sure they're, they're intrigued by our show because they're making this show pretty popular for some unknown reason, I think from... Our entertainment aspect. Oh, and but, we thank um, you for it. Yes, we thank them all for thank that. You. But I mean, women's MMA is huge now. You mm-hmm. know, Ronda Rousey is main eventing pay per views, which was never done in UFC. You know, in, in the late nineties, and it was the lowest rated pay per view ever, right? And he lowered <laughs> Let's the price. Be, and, he lowered, and, he, and he lowered the price on it too, right? <laughs> wow. No. He when you, when you say he, do you mean Dana White? Right. Okay. Well, that's a. Write that down so we can ask Dana about mm-hmm. <laughs> Question from Don Fry. You know, but um, what do you think about... It's like, it's like uh, poor old John Cena, you know, 10 years ago. You know, Vince trying to shove him down yeah. people's throats. You know, people, they rebelled. They hated, hated John for... Half half a decade. Still, and still he's a do, nice guy. Still, still do a little bit. Well, right, but he's a nice yeah, yeah. guy. He's a good sure, talent. Sure, sure, sure. Know? So you think uh, the UFC is for shoving the women down their fan base, or specifically Ronda Rousey? Well, she's the only one, only game in town. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, she's you know bronze medalist in the Olympics, and everybody else are children compared to her. Is right. it the, is right. it the same reason you think so, the NBA created the WNBA? Kind of one of those things, a uh, uh, kind of a political thing. And, you know, they needed something for a bunch of lesbians to do. You know? <laughs> and he's not wrong. Look, guys, there's quite a few lesbians yes, that do true. fight MMA. That oh do train. You know, God. there's something well, to be said for no, that. No, it's true. Liz Carmouche. She's, she's Liz Carmouche. There were a couple of her, her. She calls her fan base the lesbians. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you? the one that pops the that predator is, there. How about Liz, that? Liz Carmouche. You are welcome to After Buzz because you made Don. I wish Don there was Fry another laugh. woman on the, the show. The Don the Donzians. Those are my fans. The Donzians. Oh. <laughs> Man. And none of us qualify for that, right? No, they'll be in the anti-dons, you know. Okay, so even though we have women uh, being the main event on pay-per-view fights and pulling great ratings, Don Fry is not a fan of women's MMA. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, you know, what's next? You're going to... Are you gonna get in a pair of speedos and carry the card card around in the ring? You know, you don't want to see that. None no, of us want to see that. I promise, but, I won't do it. When when is that gonna happen? You're gonna have some some male swimsuit model out there carrying the ring the the card. You never know, yeah, right? 
you know. I think we're all going to stop short of that, Don. That's when we turn the I mean, TV that's a beautiful off. Thing, that's right? when you throw the remote out the window and you, and you take a hammer to the TV. That's yeah. when, but not now. I mean, you got to admit, granted, there's a lot of great female fighters that put on exciting matches. Fair to say, or you're not buying name, that? Name two. Gina Carano put on great matches when she was fighting. All Chris right. Cyborg, I, Ronda Rousey. Chris, Rousey Chris for Cyborg. sure. Yep. Chris Cyborg's tough. I enjoy watching Liz that. Liz Carmouche is tough. You know? I don't know the name. Okay. Well, when you see her, you'll dig her. Okay. I think so. But, uh, yeah, we, we won't go as far as the, the male. No, uh, no Ronda's, Ronda's male a great fighter, okay? For, for a woman. <laughs> but this oh, nonsense of this nonsense 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 right the non- nonsense. nonsense of her being able to beat uh oh they talk Bruce about her Lee, in, her know. fighting mayweather right in a, in that's a fictional idiotic. match yeah you know, that's just stupid yeah you know I, I would pay to watch uh mayweather slap her around though you know <laughs> let me ask you let me ask you don let me ask you don uh as far as training as far as getting uh fighters ready for fights uh, steaks or healthy foods? When you had to, when you had to train, I ate steaks three times a day. He says three times a day, yeah. and of course, uh, in, in Japan, uh, what do you think of the Ribera Steakhouse? I love Ribera. Oh. Yeah. Do you have one of the jackets? Yeah, I got I got several jackets and you know several T-shirts, and man, I love Ribera. Those Boy, things are practically better than a, uh, a UFC title. Have you ever opinion. Have you ever ate there? I no. haven't had the pleasure. No, that that is like a cultural icon. That spot, you know, you got to go to Ribera's if you ever go to Japan. Wow, That's all mm-hmm. there is to it, man. What's That's your, only you in Tokyo, it, right? I didn't get to Ribera's. We oh. went out with Matt Hume to the uh, was it the the coconut uh, soup place, the coconut ramen, and Matt Matt Hume had some good spots. We had a good you time. You ate coconut ramen <laughs> instead of steak. <laughs> I, knew I was, was following coming. Matt Hume. I don't care. <laughs> what kind of Matt stand? Hume's made some really stupid calls, you know, <laughs> in his judging. Well, it was a good bowl of ramen. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't mind. <laughs> Speaking of stupid calls, let's. Uh... Well, wait, wait, really quick. Right. What kind of steak? What kind of steak? Oh, uh, ribeye. Ribeye. Thank rib-eye you. Me too. Rib-eye. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rib-eye. Rare. Rare. Just knock the horns off, wipe its ass, and walk it by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stupid calls, uh, let's uh, get your nonsense thoughts on the uh, cornerman of last night's fights. Oh you said God. some of them paint their toenails and carry purses. Oh! Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's set it up Whoa. first specifically. We, you came in as we were watching or reviewing uh, the main event, John Jones, Glover Teixeira, and in their respective corners, John Jones, uh, his lead cornerman is Greg Jackson, from uh, Albuquerque, Jackson, right. Winkle Jones, MMA, and um, Glover Teixeira. Uh, his main guy is John Hackleman. Out of uh, West Hollywood here. Trainer of, uh, <laughs> trainer of Chuck Liddell. I don't care. You know, he's not a trainer. <laughs> uh, you know, he owns a set of keys to a gym. Okay? That's right. essentially what it is. Okay? He got lucky with Chuck. Chuck happened to walk into his gym, okay? Mm-hmm. He just followed. When that idiot walked down there and flip-flops <laughs> and paint on his toenails and hat on backwards, <laughs> he looked like a gay beach bum, you know? <laughs> I thought I thought for sure, you know, <sighs> there, there's no reason for that idiot to be in there, you know? There, I told sense, you guys, Don Fry, just pull sense, the cord let him There's rip. a sense of respectability oh. you got to have. And that's you know that was a problem with with uh, when I was fighting for the UFC, mm-hmm. we were trying to get some respect, and uh, we, jeez, Myrowitz was bending over backwards, 
you know, to do this stuff. Everybody dressed with, in, with mm-hmm. class, you know. Everybody mm-hmm. had a button-up shirt, you know, and shoes on, you know, when we got on the airplane. <laughs> mm. And uh, you, you got you to conduct yourself as a professional. Yeah. I'm walking down and we're painted toenails and flip-flops. You know, you, you look like a moron. That's the most unprofessional corner I've ever seen in my life. Like I said, it was worse than what Mike Tyson had in Tokyo when he got knocked out. Mm -hmm. And that's saying a lot. Yes. Everyone remembers when he lost to Buster Douglas. That was one of the most shocking moments in all of combat sports boxing. Right. And and they they had the same level of intelligence. You know, you had had a moron in the corner telling Gloviera, well, just hit him. You hit him. You're getting hit. You got to knock him out to win the fight. Way to go, bozo. <laughs> you got Einstein in there. Yeah. That was just the most pathetic, unprofessional conduct I've ever seen. Wow. What fighters or teams are you, uh, are, are you a fan of these days? I mean, when you talk about, uh, we, we spoke a little bit about Jones. You're, you know, you're impressed with him. He's got pretty much the whole package. Greg Jackson, Greg Jackson does a fantastic job. You yeah. know? I mean, you can't argue about Greg. But, you know, Team Alpha Male. They're pulling out of the pack, you know. Uh, that's that's you got to ebb and tide here you, yeah. with everybody. You know, first there's the American Top Team, and then um, then you had AKA, and and then you had Great Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now you have Alpha Male. You know, it, it's just a it's a horse race, mm-hmm. and they're going back and forth. Is there a difference? A bit of a generational question again, but you know, the, the fight teams when you were competing, the mentality there versus the mentality. Of, of fight teams now that you see in general, um, their their unity or lack thereof, training methods, things like that. You, you impressed by the change, or you feel like it's uh, gone backwards a little bit, or or how is it different in general to you? Hell, I think back when I was fighting, the only only uh, teams were uh, the Gracies and the Shamrocks. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody else, just a bunch of hillbillies coming out of the you know. <laughs> We were all professionals back then. You know, you yeah. get these idiots who say, oh, they were just a bunch of tough guys back then. No, what you had back then were guys who were one, one, two, three, four, five-time world champions in their in their sport, you know, their, their, mm-hmm. their martial arts. Right. And then they also had a dojo for five, ten years. You know, you, you had legitimate champions, legitimate fighters. Yeah. And um, But you see a lot of Olympians coming over, you know, just to – Grab one, but also NCAA champions as well. And you well. see them leave fast too, don't you? Huh. Well, they, they come up slower. I'm thinking of a Bubba <laughs> Jenkins or uh, um, trying to think who else. Cormier is one. You know, mm-hmm. Ronda as well. You know, these are these are people that are staying in the sport and, and succeeding. Brock, yeah, Brock had a pretty good run. Jeez, oh, oh. I wanted I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to segue that one. Hey, thank you, Jay. What what is, what are your thoughts being that you you were in both MMA and professional wrestling? What are your thoughts on some of the guys like a Brock or whoever else that can transition one way, whether it's MMA? Brock did not transition. Okay, let's get that straight. Okay, I, uh, apparently you know Heath Herring was a, is a professional gambler. Apparently he owed somebody some money and uh, had to do somebody a favor. To, uh, <laughs> Talking about Brock Lesnar get, versus Heath Herring, right, one of Brock's right. first uh, UFC matches. Clean, clean his debt there in Vegas, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, better yet, do pro, pro wrestlers um, on a large scale or, or not, do they have the business crossing over? Or is there a right way to do it when you, when you cross over from one to the other? Uh, it's, not, you know, it's not possible. You know, okay. I did it. And 
good Lord, you know, willing that God was with me and I was just lucky, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, um, I was extremely lucky to, to be able to pull it off. And you, if you ask the guys I, I did pro wrestling with, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't much of a, I didn't pull my punches very well, you know? <laughs> so they, they weren't happy to be in there. You'd, you'd see them in the locker room, go through the, go through the card for the night and they'd get their, their name, my name. Oh God. <laughs> you know, stiffy. Do you, <laughs> do you think, uh, do you think wrestler, when that transition does happen, do you think that it can be successful when let's say a professional wrestler brings some of that entertainment aspect to the world of MMA or UFC? Oh, it's yeah. You know, it's, it's like being an actor, being a stunt man, you know, being, being a, being a fighter or, or a pro wrestler, uh, you know, to be a pro wrestler and a stunt man, you've got to go straight down to the to the T's and the I's, and you know, and follow the follow the script, you yeah. know, as it is. Uh, as an actor or a fighter, you bounce around, you know, you shoot from the hip, right. you improvise, and uh, you, you can't you can't make the transition um, by the week or the month. I mean, look at King Mo; he found that mm. out real fast. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's True. a great athlete. But he found out, you know, he got hold of that one boy, and he wasn't pulling his punches, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He, and he ended up sleeping. Amazing, yeah. So it sounds yeah. like you don't think it's a good transition at all. Stick I think to it's your a sport. stupid. I think it's a stupid transition. All right, stick you know, to you your pick sport. one or the other. Are they? They're two different animals. They're two different games. But people compare them a lot. Yeah, and <clears throat> hey, Raw was in Baltimore Monday. <laughs> UFC was in Baltimore on Saturday. Oh, then they're the exact same thing. There you go. <laughs> the exact same thing. Well, yeah, it's a matter. Of, uh, it's a matter of showing respect for each sport. True. Yeah. You know. Right. 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 And right. you're not showing either one respect by doing them both. You're just bouncing back and forth. Right. It's all about yourself, not about the the right. entity you're in. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. You didn't feel that way. Uh, you didn't feel. Uh, no, I was a greedy, yeah, except, I was a greedy hypocrite, man. I, I was, I <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to go back to the Brock of it all. <laughs> a guy that an NCAA wrestler who succeeds in WWE and becomes a star there, and then takes the next step in terms of challenging himself physically. What was the part of the Brock thing that didn't work for you that you didn't see? I'm listening. And I'm only getting the glare. These things, I mean. Give it, be Brock, patient. He's he got hand-fed his first couple opponents. I mean, you, like, Heath Herring, who uh, he acted like he owed a debt to somebody yeah. in Vegas. Okay. Pride star, kind of during your era a right. little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, after. He, Heath was a hell of a fighter. A tough guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but he didn't show up for that fight. Uh, then, you, then you had uh, Couture. Couture looked like... Um, <laughs> He looked like uh, he wasn't there. He wasn't the Randy of of his heyday. All right. He he just showed up. He showed up for the check, you know, and he didn't care. What about this Frank Mir fight? He lost to Frank in the first one. He went in there and got caught. Right. And, you know, I mean, he was throwing throwing some tough guys. Well, I like Frank, but Frank has not been Frank since the motorcycle accident. When he first won the UFC title, right. which was, a, wow, was it 05 or 06? 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like I said, I've said it repeated this 100 times. You know, everybody would line up and smack Frank in the head with a baseball bat for being, you can't be the world heavyweight champion yeah. and ride down the strip in Las Vegas on a motorcycle. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's a lack of respect right. for your fans yeah. and, and the, for the sport. And the business, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there's stuff you've got to, you can't do for a decade or two. You know, you've got to put to the sidelines. Yeah. You know, you can't go snow skiing. You can't, you know, you, you can't go rodeoing. You know, there's certain things 
you, you got to wait until your career's over. Yeah, a lot hmm. of guys don't understand that. And, no. and uh, well, hey, we we unfortunately uh, we got to get to business ourselves, and we're about to ready to wrap up. But again, uh, Don, a pleasure having you here in the studio. Absolutely. Very entertaining. And uh, we're wrapping up here. But don't forget, we will be back Sunday, May 25th, right here at the AfterBuzz studio to recap UFC 173, Barrera versus Dillashaw. And, uh, Barrera Cor- versus Dillashaw. Dillashaw and Cormier Cor- <laughs> versus Henderson and much more. Also, don't forget the catch Chasing Maria. I know you've been watching that religiously, Don. Chasing Maria Menudos Tuesday nights. Just kidding. <laughs> I tell you what, I do, I do think Ronda is a great athlete. Though. There we go. Now <laughs> <laughs> random plug. All right. Well, we're not going to get... Uh, Ending on a happy note here. Don't forget <laughs> Chasing Maria Menudos Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on the Oxygen Network. Uh, before we go, I just want to plug myself, uh, Chris Kloss. Go to LALightning.net and hear me do commentary, play-by-play for the D-League of the NBA, the Los Angeles Lightning. We're going to be playing in Thousand Oaks in Venice Beach, California, LALightning.net. And uh, first I need to thank Christian Rosenberg, who actually helped us get in contact with Mr. Don Christian Fry. Rosenberg did yeah, this, huh? So I'm going to give him a little shout-out. Follow him on Twitter, because I think he only has like three followers. Christian <laughs> Rosenberg. That's a conflict, isn't it? Christian Rosenberg? Hey, that, that, that's his quote-unquote game. Yeah. It's those wrestling uh, people on those. Uh, I know where he got that name. Other After Buzz shows. But follow him at C-R-O-S-I-E-V-O-C. But you can follow me, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and all the other stuff at Raven1220. All right. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at DariaB28 and my website, DariaRay.com. University of MMA comes back to Club Nokia June 1st, Sunday. Specifically for Dawn, I've got three title matches. I've got women's MMA, and I've got a pro wrestler yes. returning to the cage Scorpio for an MMA Sky. fight. That's right. And Shout we, out to Scorpio we, Sky. We probably have some tequila shots. or Maybe we it. will. It's a full <laughs> bar there. Uh, tickets are available at uofmma.com. And, Mom, I'll call you in a little while. And anything else, Don, you want to tell your fans anything before we head off? Or He took his headset off. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you just talk, talk in the mic there. That's fine. My Twitter account or my, my website or don't pester me. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're such the opposite. Yeah. I feel it out, man. <laughs> As we learned over the weekend, Instagram can get you in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Clippers we'll fans. Talk about that. <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you. Sunday, May 25th, as we recap UFC 173. My name is Chris Clausen. For all of us, we'll see you later, everybody. See you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.